Welcome into episode one of TNT with Tanner and Tansky. I'm Tanner Mounts. Alongside me, Sean Tansky. How are we feeling today? Episode one. I'm feeling pretty good. It's awesome to finally get this on the way. We've done a couple test recordings. Uh, came up with the name on the spot because we were forced to. Oh, that was. Uh, it took us. It took us weeks to come up with the name. Tanner and our good buddy Tanner Lambert over at u92 pretty much uh said you have five minutes come up with one and we landed on this uh <laughs> so you know what i think it worked out for the best yeah you know we had uh i took my time out scheduled a whole script for monday but you know old uh, old tansky here decided he was going to celebrate the uh, eagles win in philly yeah i was driving home man all right i appreciate that you put this script together right, but it's fine it's monday fine. monday was a was a long day <laughs> yeah it, um it was good. I'm glad that you were able to experience that. That's something that not many people can watch. How, how was that, by the way? That was awesome. So, um, I, uh, as you know, I was in the game. I was at the divisional round game the weekend before. And uh, even just to go to that, that was my first ever playoff game. Only my second Eagles game ever. Uh, that was just really cool. And, you know, at the time, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I went with my grandmother. She got the tickets from – she's a substitute teacher. Uh, she's been teaching – for so many years now and she's retired twice but like <laughs> Brett Favre where it's retired but comes back so she got her tickets from one of the connections uh, she has one of her many connections went and uh you know after the game we had a great time uh awesome game and then as we were leaving she's like Sean like if I could get tickets to the next time would you come I'm like my mom if you could get the tickets I don't mind doing the drive <laughs> <laughs> and uh she <laughs> that Tuesday <laughs> got tickets again text my mom Hey, I'll be back home this weekend. Uh, and it was just awesome. The entire atmosphere was insane. I thought the atmosphere for that divisional round game would be something that like it would never be topped because it was just so electric. That championship game, the, the atmosphere was insane. It got a little tense there for a little bit in the first quarter, but just the entire time, everyone was riding high. It was awesome. Uh, it truly is something I will never, ever forget. Uh I'm just happy that I could say, hey, I was there. Yeah, it, the game the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. That's really cool to say. Definitely a cool moment, um, especially because those moments so far have come um, few in the Eagles' history. So Yeah, I mean, be, this is their fourth time going to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, there's so, and they've played in so many championship games this 21st century. But the first three of them at the beginning of the 2000s uh, went to three straight and lost them all, and then they finally made on their fourth, and then lost, and then they it took them. It was two thousand four, so it took them thirteen years to get back to that twenty seventeen season. Uh, and of course, you know the story about then. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool, especially I just think of like all the other team like franchise that haven't gone. Like <laughs> I always rag on them, but like I could not imagine being a Detroit Lions fan. Oh one goodness. playoff game, I think in like 57 years, like one playoff win in 57 years. I think that's the stat or something like that. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that was pretty cool. So we'll always miss an episode if you have the opportunity. <laughs> to do that. I, I, it, I could, fine. I could say we, uh, I'm not going to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of jokes. People were like, you're going to the Super Bowl too. Confirmed, not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, but you know, we're, Monday is still up in the air if they win that Super Bowl because I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's, you'll uh, be yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it, and we'll, I know we're going to talk about it, but uh, we'll figure it out. I, uh, yeah, we got, no, we, we got some time. I, I'm still riding the oh my god, we're going to the Super Bowl, and that'll switch within the coming days of like oh my god, we're in the Super Bowl, we have to beat. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes to get a trophy yeah. so that that that'll set in real soon if you lose your attendance is mandatory uh, oh, well I, I know because I'm gonna be yeah I know I'm gonna be flamed on this podcast and then I'm gonna be flamed on U92 sports, <laughs> yeah, sports night. night it's all right I could take it I got tough skin yeah um so we're gonna move into our first segment here called heat check and basically how this segment works is we talk about one of our teams um that we are fans of that we are into that you know Needs a little check-in. They've been, you know, did something well, uh, did something that needs talking about. Um, 
obviously I'm a Heat fan, so I kind of won the battle of the segment name and got Heat Check from it. I mean, uh, I think that's just the perfect name, so I, 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 it, it works out for me, especially. Um, Tansky didn't let me play my my Miami Heat song to introduce the no, segment, no. but that that's a little bit you too know, much there. You know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. So you know, I got the name. Uh, we'll start with mine because I think yours will kind of segue into the next segment that we're going to be doing. And mine is Tom Brady's career. Obviously, the news breaking this morning that Tom Brady posted a video saying that he's retiring, quote, for good. Um, after on the same day last year, February first is when he announced his retirement. Is it actually first time last year? I did not know that. Um, that is cool. And 30 days later, I believe it was, is when he decided to come back last year. I, so. thought, I think it was 42. Was it, it, was 42? Some, it was something like that. It was, I, it was, a, it was yeah. a crazy amount of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. He said for good this time. I don't see him coming back. Um, but his career is just – it's worth talking about. He's by far the greatest. We've never seen anything yeah. like it. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again. People want to talk about talent and all of that. My comparison with Tom Brady is that no matter who comes after him, like a Patrick Mahomes um, talent-wise, you know, they might be – proclaimed the best but i think tom brady's career is going to go down as like a bill russell in the nba he has all these rings i don't think anyone's ever going to get six with one team leave a team that get another that one. old and get another yeah. one instantly um may, you know maybe people get close to seven bouncing around teams here and there but to do it with one team and then to prove that team hey it wasn't just you guys it wasn't just the system that i mm -hmm. was in i'm gonna go do it on the other side win it again I mean, I, we'll never see it again, and I think it has to be appreciated. I know that you're happy that he's leaving. <laughs> well, okay, so before we get into that, uh, Tom Brady's 23-season career, 23-season uh, career, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time league MV MVP, 89,214 regular season passing yards, first all-time, 649 regular season touchdowns all-time, uh, first all-time. 13,400 playoff passing yards, first all time. 88 playoff touchdowns, first all time. Yeah, I, I like your uh, Bill Russell uh, comparison there. I, I do truly think uh, this will never be done again, especially because football is so unique that it is really hard to build a dynasty in football. Basketball, yeah, that's hard too. But at least in basketball, you have to worry about five starters and then a bench. Yeah, there's a smaller number of players that you have to retain for this one to do that over dominated dominated the beginning of this 21st century and of the early 2000s and even the mid 2010s like absolutely dominated it truly will never be done again again winning's hard in any sport just point blank period but to do this it's truly something that has never been done they are the greatest dynasty of all time i don't like tom brady i really don't but I can at least say I respect him. I do, I do appreciate his greatness. I do understand his greatness. Um, so you know, I we, I'm 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 happy. I'm I, and I I guess I'm I guess I'm if if I'm happy for anything, I'm happy that he went. He got to go out on his own terms yeah, this time. Yeah. He didn't have. He didn't. You know, at the Adam Schefter tweet last year, and it took a couple of days for him to come around to the idea. And then, of course, he clearly didn't like the idea. So the fact that he was able to do that, that at least is commendable. Yep. And every and everyone, even all the greats, uh, should, you know, choose for themselves when they go. Not sort of being like, oh, my God, is he retiring? So the, yeah. the fact that he was able to go out on his own terms, uh, good for him. Uh I won't have to see him. We won't see him play, but we'll hear him in the broadcast booth for 20 that, more gonna years. That's going to be weird. That's going to be weird. Yeah, I don't know yeah we were about talking that. about this uh, before the pod, before class started. Like, I don't know how he's going to do. Like, everyone expects him, expects these former players to take like that Tony Romo leap where he just captivated audiences. Which that's a whole other thing that we could get into. But, um, but I mean, he's obviously going to be Fox's number one, which is kind of stings to greg olson because i think he's done a really good job i really like greg but greg olson, olson but I, it's I, like i'm not sure on what his contract is but it can't be very long now um and i'm sure if he really wanted to he could probably he could go somewhere get out else. of it as soon as there's a big opening because right, right now else. i don't think there is one uh prime is probably going to stick with herb street I, th I think they like that duo there as long as it stays Fox is or ESPN's obviously going to stay with Buck and Aikman. Buck and Aikman. That's a CBS is going to keep with. And I don't think yeah the amount that Romo. they paid Tony Romo, you're not going to put him to your number two yeah. game. Well, it's also that I think Fox. I think when you look at just they, I think they have the mo mo more the most talented crop of uh, 
broadcasters, like even their B team, their C team, I think they all do really good. That's not to discredit the other ones, but I just think Fox, like consistent, like if you're not getting um, Burkhardt or Olsen, you're still going to get Joe Davis and Daryl Johnson, who do, who do, uh, does a really good job, and among others. I just think they have the more talented crop. So if Brady works out, great. They have a hit there, and Olsen could be a, could, you know, thrive on one of the other broadcast teams and the fact that he's such a hot commodity now is hey some someone loses a guy or whatnot they could poach him for other ones so yeah no it's uh gonna be interesting now as to say i mean i thought drew Brees was going to be good at broadcasting and he only lasted that for a year and it was a bit bland yeah um so we'll see how tom brady does i i think looking at the two brady definitely has more personality than yeah. drew Brees did so that'll be interesting but that personality could only take you so far yeah um but i mean like you said the point you brought up when we were talking like no one knows the game as much as he does so yeah, to get he, that insight from a color commentator and the great <laughs> have the your color commentator be the greatest player <laughs> at that sport that says something yeah so we'll see uh we were talking before this as well um you're saying you don't like tom brady i just wanted to hear you say it on air that you don't like him because he wins Ad- like admit it of course that's a big reason i just don't i don't know it's that air it's that air of smugness that he has and well, i get has- and i and i know he he has a right to that because he is the greatest but i just i don't like him and the biggest reason i don't like him though is because he had to win with the patriots i a known boston sports hater i do not like i don't like the media i don't like the fans i don't like the teams it's the fact that he was there even though the eagles have no <laughs> uh, relation to that because they don't even play in the same conference uh, besides sixers uh and celtics and uh, Flyers and Bruins. I have no like real connection there because the Eagles and Patriots aren't in the same conference, and the Phillies and the Red Sox aren't in the same conference. I just don't like their fans. Uh, that just era of winning just got to me. I I don't like. I don't. <laughs> it's really all. It's truly only because of him being with associated with that market. I don't like him, and I will forever right. smoke. Right. And I and I just he can't. I see. I was seeing tweets today. I was like, so "Am I the only one who thought Brady got more likable when he left?" I guess in a sense, but even though he's technically retiring as a Buccaneer, he can never. He obviously will never be able to disassociate himself with Boston well, and yeah, Boston. Obviously, yeah. he will. Always and and I get it's Patriot. New England, but it's Boston because they all unite under that. Yeah, that's so. um, like considering Brett Favre Viking. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a Packer, like, but um, <laughs> or a Jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's bounced around there a lot. Um, but I, I mean, I I appreciate you admitting that you know this will never be done. And again also, like I said, like I respect, like I could respect his greatness. And everything that's obvious. That I mean, if if you don't respect it, I I think clearly you're just a hater, or, or just like just in denial. And in my opinion, yeah, like he, there's no question that he's the greatest of all time. But um, I've always. I wasn't, you know, kind of growing up. I was kind of against him. I haven't always rooted for him in the Super Bowl, but I'm not one that roots against him. More so rooting for the other people. Like I like Patrick Mahomes. I like to see what he can do with his career. So um, obviously that Bucks 49 or Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl, I was leaning on the side of Patrick Mahomes. But I thought it was cool to see Tom Brady also that win immediately. Like I appreciated that afterwards. Um, but yeah, uh, that was my heat check. That obviously deserves mentioning. Breaking news this morning. Yeah. Um, especially if it, if it sticks this time, um, historic. We'll never see anyone like that again. Um, it's crazy to think about. He's been dominating the league since we were before we were born. I'm twenty. Really. I'm twenty two. Uh, I'll be twenty three this year. But so pretty much for my entire life, it's Tom Brady doing this. Tom Brady doing that. Uh, so yeah, that that remains to be seen. Yeah, but uh, we'll move on to your heat check if you want to bring it in here. Yeah. So my heat check, of course, no one's surprise is. The Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, five years since they last did it after their 31-7 to thumping of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, be careful on thumping. We'll get into it later, but be careful right, using so, the word thumping. Okay, calm down. Yeah, this game was – okay, so obviously I was there for that game, so that means a whole lot, but – I, I understand and then seeing the discourse afterwards I understand and we'll get to that um the team as a whole just they I can't really explain it. this 
in my lifetime, they have one more game left. But in my lifetime, I think this Philadelphia Eagles team is the most talented team in either of the four sports I've watched. I think this might be the most dominant team I've seen come out from Philadelphia. And I think it's the most talented team I've ever seen come out. It, they, they truly are incredible. From their off, They could beat you offense by either passing or throwing, or if not, that's not working, they'll have that defense at you. That de- Their defense is insane. It's not going to end up being historic defense. It's not going to be remembered like the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or the 2015 Broncos, but they do have a historic pass rush. Uh, as, as I said many times, I love this stat. First team in NFL history to have four-plus players reach double-digit sack. That is incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I, I seen this debate come up in a Philadelphia, like, Twitter is what's the most important uh, acquisition the Eagles made this year. Uh, and I actually had to write an article about this, but it was um, <clears throat> the move to trade for A.J. Brown was the splashiest move of the year, but the acquisition of signing Hassan Raddick to a oh. three-year, $45 million deer was the best move of this offseason. Hindsight, yeah, because he just sent you guys to the Super even Bowl th- in that Even game. though, th- well, the Eagles finished with 29 sacks last year. Jalen Hurts is not Jalen Hurts without A.J. Brown. Hold on. Hassan, the Eagles unit as a whole finished with 29 sacks last year. Hassan Reddick had 16 of his own this year, and he added three and a half more. So in 19 games he's played, he has 19 and a half sacks. But you, That's pretty incredible. You just said it. There was four other, three other guys in double digits. You don't... Because of Hassan Reddick's presence. Oh, yeah, because those he, other three guys would do nothing without him. Hold on. He wrecked the game – he is a game wreck. He wrecked the Giants last week, and he absolutely wrecked the 49ers game plan. You never like to see a guy get hurt. He knocked out Brock Purdy. You never like to see a guy get hurt again. He knocked out Josh Johnson. This dude is insane. Um, I really don't understand why he wasn't on, at least on the ballot for defensive player of the year. Um, he showed up. He's shown up where – uh, the most. Who were the three? It was. Uh, it was uh, Micah, Bo- Nick Bosa, Bosa, Micah. Who was the third? Because uh, those two obviously deserve to be on it. T.J. Watt, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it shouldn't. It couldn't be T.J. because he was hurt. Um, uh, for what it's worth, uh, T.J. Watt, uh, um, Bosa did not make any impact whatsoever. Chiefs defense tackle Chris Jones. Okay, he deserves it yeah, too. I I um, agree with those three. But yeah, no, it was crazy. Uh, and, but I mean, I now here's your point of oh, it's not a schlacking because if you look at the offensive numbers, Jalen Hurts only had 121 pass yards, and the Eagles' rushing defense and the Eagles' rushing attack only had 148 yards. They still dominated the game. Uh, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell has really turned it on in the playoffs, and he, that's just another weapon they could have to the rush attack. This game was really fun. Um, when we were sitting there, when I was sitting in the stadium before game time with like an hour left, uh, before the game started, the stadium was still pretty empty and there was a, and, and the sections that were empty, you saw a whole lot of red. I'm like, oh wow, maybe this will be mo- a bit more packed for, with 49ers fans. When the game started, all those <laughs> sections of red were just completely enveloped in green. Um, so it was really cool to see. Uh, the Eagles, I'm excited. I, I think uh, this could be a special year. Um, I think they could cap it. I really do think they could win. We talk about it more. We'll debate that. But uh, the 49ers, another year of rotten injury luck. They always oh, they sucks. always get it. It, it. it is a shame. But even if Purdy was healthy, I don't think that makes a difference. I still think the Eagles would have won this game. I was picking them regardless. It would have been a closer game, obviously, but well, uh, they would have won. I still think the Eagles would have won. Uh, but it was just awesome. Uh, the pictures of Market Street and Broad Street, Eagles fans going crazy. Forever love it. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. Go Birds. Uh, 
I, I'm I'm pretty happy with this. It was a really good weekend for me in terms of sports teams. Yeah, it was really it was really good. That's where we had to get into our weekend. Oh, uh, recap yeah, but here. on but on Saturday too, uh, West Virginia beat Auburn, so that was cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, that was gonna be my heat check on Monday, but obviously then with Tom Brady's and then news. yeah, um, and then they then they lost last night. So, yeah, so <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Um, but we'll jump in our weekend recap, and I can't believe we're about to do this, but we're gonna talk about another one of your teams that I cannot stand. That's the 76ers defeating the Denver Nuggets to cap off rivalry week in the NBA. And Joel Embiid, as much as I cannot stand this man, <laughs> um, had himself a game. Um, he put together a 47-point, uh, 18-rebound, 5-assist game. Absolutely steals, dominant. And, hey, um, I've always been hard on him. I say he gets to the free throw line. A lot of them come from the free throw line. 7 to 10 from the free throw line. Um, 18 or 31 from the field, four of seven from three, which is another spot that I've always kind of harped on for. Um, yeah, huge game for him. I think he was motivated playing up against, uh, Jokic, um, who he believes deserved NBA or NBA MVP, um, which is a joke to me, but whatever, if that's what motivates him to play. Um, great game, great game. Absolutely fun to watch. This one shouldn't have been as close as it was. No, there was a lot of times there where Denver was pulling ahead. They had, I believe they had a 15 or 12 or 15 point. It was in that range lead late. Um, Sixers just pulled it back. They outscored Denver 38 to 26 in the third. And then uh, in the fourth, that's when that lead was really taken over. But then the, what's crazy was, yes, Embiid was, of course, that's the talking point of the game. But I think a big reason we won that game was P.J. Tucker and Doc Rivers making the adjustment. Um, as we, uh, as I've always said, I don't always agree with Doc's coaching and his lineups and his adjustments or lack thereof. But uh, especially in that first half when the backup minutes, uh, Montrezl Harold could not hang with Jokic. So Nobody that was Nobody that's can. true, but it was just getting brutal. Uh, but then in the second half, uh, after the game, Rivers said he remembered watching some film from last year, PJ Tucker on Nikola Jokic, and was able to really frustrate him defensively. So at the very end of the game, he put PJ Tucker on Jokic, and Jokic, I believe, only scored four points in the fourth quarter. So that was really cool. But yeah, no, that game was awesome. Uh, NBA Rivals Weeks really is I think I think the NBA does a great job marketing regular season games and weeks of it because it is a long season and you need that. And of course we're gonna get that mid season tournament, I believe, next year. Yeah or coming. Yeah. So that'll be that'll just add to that. But it's really good marketing to them. And you know, it's a rivals week, but these two teams play in the opposite conferences. It's just that these two players, of course, MVP and MVP runner up. Um, but I really do think it is I like the fact that be you know says like hey i don't have any animosity towards him i, I like watching him play and whatnot that's just cool uh but yeah no he took over and took over when he had to um that's weird because uh i haven't really seen a win from this sixers team in a while the last time i could they had a win over this against a true contender when both teams are relatively healthy uh i think would it would have to be Christmas Day game 2019 where the Sixers blew out the Bucks on Christmas Day. That's like the last time I took a, I watched the game and my takeaway was like, okay, the Sixers team is a contender. Yeah. Of course, that team faltered down the end. That was the uh, Al Horford year. Uh, so that was that. But this is was the first time I really can – talk myself into the Sixers team and I know that's never going to go well because they've done this to me the past <laughs> five years My, and I understand it because still I see a lot of like Sixers fans not really sold on this team which is fair because they have done this away but this is that is a type of game you want to see from this team uh, they all showed up all the players all the starters Tobias Harris had a really solid game uh, James Harden had a really solid game. He's really done a – the Embiid-Harden duo has really clicked as of late. And, of course, you know, I would love to see Harden revert back to his Houston days where he's just 
the best isolation scorer in the game. But that's not James Harden's game anymore. And I think his play style now of just dishing up assists, I think he's, I believe he's averaging 21 points, 10 plus assists. Uh, that's really what you need. That pick and roll combination is deadly. It's just really cool to see. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, back yeah. on the Sixers team. We'll see. We'll yeah, it'll we'll see probably, what happens. It'll Harden probably bite me in the butt. But uh, I, I, I'm I, excited. This, 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 to this, this win. This definitely, I think, should get people back on the Sixers bus. See, I'm, I'm almost like watching this one. The Sixers did not look like the better team. They just had the best player, and. Um, if this is what it's going to like, my thing is, yeah, the Sixers are going to go far. They're a legit team being able to beat the Nuggets <laughs> like this. Let's say they make the Eastern Conference Finals. Heck, let's even say they make the the, the NBA Finals. I, I'll tell you what, I'll, be, Embiid, I'll be satisfied with the Conference Final. Is Embiid going to be able to drop these numbers to beat a Nuggets team by seven every night? Because that's what it no, took. It took a, it took a dominant performance from Joel Embiid no, yeah, no, to not be able to come every like, night. But I think, and, and that's my fear is – with but the they showed team. that they could – I like their chances to duel it out in a seven-game series. I mean, it, it was a good win, but my thing I, was – Now, that's all I really you, dependent on – I mean, I don't know what their trade deadline moves are going to be. I would like to see a more reliable backup center. Sing me if you heard this <laughs> that one before. And I would like, a, uh, if they can, get some wing depth there. But I, I think this team, fully healthy, they're, this is – a deeper team than they've ever had and they truly have a good I think they have a really nice mixture of defense and offense now defense hasn't <laughs> didn't show up that game but uh I think this is the most well-balanced team Embiid has had around him I think they built uh I think they did a really good job uh getting that depth P.J. Tucker, I mean, I knew what you were getting with him, but this is the game – this is a type of game why you paid P.J. Tucker that. I think – I truly yeah, his, think um, – I, I, I knew this coming minutes, in. minutes, one of four from the field, oh, one from the three. Yes, but a rebound, you, you assist, not, a steal, four fouls. Yes, but you saw him nine. on the heat. You watched him play for your team. You know what he's – he's going to he give you those care. hustle plays. And you're right. Gonna, I'm, watching, I'm watching two total different P.J. Tuckers from I Miami. I knew what this value – I knew – the value of P.J. Tucker is going to come in the playoffs. And I knew we'll see. that's what we signed up for. That's what you signed him for. I think uh, – I know it's been – I know crazy. it's been oh, – you had to pay that because someone was going to pay him. Uh, so I get the frustration of P.J. Tucker, but I truly think his value will shine in the playoffs. We'll see. We'll move on. Um, Good win, though. Happy. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back to – we have a segment at the end about all officials. Um, and that's basically the key of these, this Lakers-Celtics game. Um, so we'll come back to that. We'll jump right back into the NFC Championship game. Just talking about, you know, I let you have your Eagles moments, but now we're going to kind of break the game down a little bit more. Starting with the quarterback issues. So obviously Brock Purdy goes out uh, super early in the game. Uh, not not great for the 49ers. You, don't, you basically think it's over at that point. However, the Eagles, up until the last two minutes of that first half, were still, still struggling. Um, I'm not going to say I, all those all those penalties that happened on the 49ers completely valid, but I think it, there's a little concern for the Eagles of the only way that they were able. The, everyone's saying, "Oh yeah, they put up 31 points against uh, against this 49ers defense," and, and that's great. They did. That's a great stat to look at. Um, but most of the game, they couldn't move the ball without the 49ers committing these mistakes and these penalties. Um, and the other part of it is when the 49ers are just going three and out every play, a defense is bound to a lot of points because they're exhausted. Like the 49ers defense just seemed to be on the field. I, I don't know what the time of possession was, uh, but it had to be in the favor of the Eagles heavily. Um, maybe the 49ers had like those two long run play drives late in the game that might have, you know, kind of bounced it back out. Yeah, the Eagles held the ball for 37 minutes to the 49ers 22. Yeah, um, and that's including the 49ers running the ball late in the game and the Eagles basically saying, hey, like we'll let you do that and you're just running the clock out. Um, but, I mean, it, obviously you take you got to the Super Bowl. That's what you want. doesn't matter how you got there. Um, I wouldn't say it was the dominating performance of the 49ers because um, there, there was a lot of things that the 49ers just handed the Eagles is what it felt like. And, you know, that's, that's part of the game. That takes – that's what goes into deciding a winner. The 49ers just – don't make those mistakes. Simple as that. You know, don't grab a face mask when you're going to make a tackle. Don't, you know, your pass rush and get your hands off their face. Um, a lot of stupid things. Um, 
it just it it didn't feel like it was a dominating. I th- I feel like the Eagles should have won by a lot more than what they did. Um, no, like you don't agree. with Yeah, that? no. So I, I like I said when it got tense there, it was because first drive Eagles went down and score. Uh, first Forty ers drive. That's when you knock out Brock Purdy at the fumble. They were in Which, prime possession. We'll get back to they that were, first drive by the way. Too. They were in prime possession to take a two score lead and they just didn't. Then they went back and forth. It was, you know, drives that stalled out or drives just never got going. And then the 49ers tied it with uh, Christian McCaffrey getting that touchdown run with poor tackling by the Eagles. There's four guys that could have stopped them, and they didn't. And that was a great run by Christian McCaffrey. And then, you know, the, la- the second-to-last drive for the Eagles of the half, they go down. Uh, it's like they're – I believe they're on their own 34-yard line. It's fourth and whatever, and they go for it, and they get it. And then the penalties and the sloppiness of the 49ers going up. And, and then the Eagles, the Eagles capitalized and yep. they scored. No, they on did. It. They and then they force another turnover uh, and they get the ball back. And they, it's, they score 14 points in like a minute or something. So, yeah, no, they cap, they definitely capitalize on, you know, 49ers, one, being sloppy, two, you know, they didn't expect Josh Johnson to play. Um, they didn't expect Brock Purdy to get hurt. Uh, and I understand it definitely, you know, looking at it is if you look at the statistic, it's not uh dominating performance. Hertz was just was out there and was hand they they ran the ball again and that's perfectly fine and they're a run first team, they love doing When you have that. a lead, that's what you do too. I mean. Um but yeah, no, I, I definitely uh it definitely it got tense in the stadium there. It's but I don't think it was ever to the point where we were worried. Again, because of the injury to Purdy and again I was on the air saying I didn't think Brock Purdy was going to be able to come in and beat him and I still think the Eagles win this game with Brock Purdy being healthy but uh yeah like you said the at the end of the day it's uh they made the Super Bowl let's let's talk about the tone center of this game and that was the fourth and three throw down the field one-handed to the rule they catch uh pass to Devontae Smith and yeah you saw that video he's motions his team come up and I get the playoff um one thing I, I will talk to Kyle Shanahan when clearly a receiver gets up and instantly does that. Yeah, you, you got to challenge, challenge, challenge the flag immediately. The second thing is, in today's world with the technology that we have, they said that they didn't have that camera angle until after the commercial break. Where, it, like, what? No, I think he said they didn't show it on the big screen. Like, one, the Eagles wouldn't show that on the big screen if they know it was. Okay, well, two, I feel like all camera because that was. That, that angle was from the stadium. Like, that wasn't, like, a photographer yeah, or someone yeah, recording. Yeah. Like, that was a camera stadium, broadcast uh, camera, whatever you want to call it. Why is that not with our, you know, our, what's it called? The sped-up replay or whatever where they kind of look yeah, at everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. How is that angle not reviewed with everything else right away? Because, it, it, I mean, it was clear as day. So, like, I'm not saying, oh, like, it shouldn't have. I just want to know why we can't – find all of the angles immediately yeah, yeah. like how is that not accessible to the officials right and then away? to your point another one was that uh uh the punt that eagles had a punt and hit the the line of the sky cam they said they didn't have evidence to see it i thought you know that's a bit more different because it is a punt it's going high in the air but they said we did not did not have like concrete evidence i will whatever. say it was hard watching it i do believe it hit it like i trust the players obviously refs aren't following the yeah. ball in the air like they're trying to yeah, watch it. yeah yeah obviously all that. so i understand that but that's like another point like how do you not have an angle like that you know what that I was mean? the thing well they whatever they showed i didn't see anything that was like okay yeah the ball is moving weird but i mean nothing was focused on the tiny little wire that yeah, you can't even yeah. see from far away like i i believe that it hit the wire absolutely hit the wire but i don't it's just with the technology that we have in like these expedited that's what it's called the uh, expedited reviews yeah just think they have cameras on the pylons they have the pylon cam like you have cameras everywhere but every game like there's games that they don't use those yeah like they don't have them in for every game for whatever reason i don't know why like why are we not using these things like these goal line guesses that's mm-hmm. like clearly if we had a shot down the line right here from the pylon we'd see if he was in or not yeah. and we're still having to get like i don't know why there's pro- there's an answer somewhere. I don't know what it is, why it is, whatever the reason the officials weren't able to get that re- angle yeah, right and away. Then, um, and then because that that I mean, it, what happened on the field? I'm not saying was wrong. Like that was that's just how it works. They got the snap off. There's no mm-hmm. challenge. 
canonically it's a catch yes and <laughs> it, it'll go down as a catch um however that's the point of the expedited review is for yeah. big moments like that yeah. because that changes everything yeah. you set you set brock purdy up a rookie a chance with great field position to go down and get a lead in in the link um build that confidence i mean i don't know what obviously no one this, you could play this so much in every game of like oh if this happens what does this happen maybe he doesn't get hurt maybe mm -hmm. oh we have good field position we're not going to call this play or the eagles you know what we're kind of backed up we're not going to have this pass rush or whatever it was that you know hurt his elbow and it's a totally different game obviously i'm not like they lost like i'm not saying oh they yeah should, they, i they, i know they, what you mean they, they, they were undeserving i just want to know why we don't have those reviews and, and then, it's happening in both games we're going to talk about the officials but, coming up in the afc championship game as well and even with that it's another thing it's another line of the lot of missteps of kyle shannon's had in in game management now, he's a great coach great uh coordinator great game planner it's so in-game decision making still there's a lot to be desired there and it reared its ugly head again in a crucial game um so that's just another unfortunate uh call or decision he would like to have back i'm sure yeah um and that's where i put in our little script was the score a true tell of the game i don't think it was but hey at the end of the day playoffs survive and advance win and move on the only stat that matters is a win um and the eagles got it they're going to the super bowl so we'll move on to the other game that was played after um, it, which was the AFC Championship game. A lot more exciting, a lot closer, a lot more controversy in this one. Um, first off, I, like what went wrong for the Bengals in your mind? Um, were you able to watch that game? Were you driving back? Yeah, so back? I, uh, when we got back from the game, when I dropped my grandmother off at her house, the start of the third quarter began. And then when I got back home, uh, the fourth, the end of the third, there was about two minutes left in the third and then the fourth. So I was able to watch the, uh, entire fourth quarter. Uh, but I think the biggest, uh, one of the biggest reasons, uh, the Bengals didn't come out with that is one turnovers. Yep. Joe Burrow had some turnovers. It, it, looked, it, it sort of looked bad like, it's, it looked like how he looked at the beginning of the year. Yep. And then two, that offensive line being banged up. Chris Jones absolutely dominated the game. Yep. Even if, if he didn't get to Joe Burrow, he was blowing up runners. He was just – it was a complete breakdown of coverage. Um, it was – it really was that. And then Patrick Mahomes showed, hey, I was hearing people saying, hey, Burrow might be uh, the best quarterback in the league. He's 3-0 against me. He showed up. On one leg. He, yeah. Uh, literally, he, had, he won the game with, with uh, his scrambling with New York ability. Giants wide receivers. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, top three, 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 yeah, top three. It was yeah. just uh, Valdez Scantling. Scantling, yeah, he was their biggest one. Um, so that uh, to me, that's that. Burrow, uh, those picks came around, and you know maybe this didn't affect the game, but a lot of uh, talk coming from Cincinnati's side. Uh, oh, that should have been should have been waited for to be said after the game. That one hundred percent affects the game. Um, oh, because you know the players are going to get motivated. Yeah, um, they th they heard about Burrowhead. You, you heard Chris Jones in an interview before the game. Don't um, he said, "See y'all at Burrowhead." Yeah, see y'all Burrowhead. And they said, "Did you just call it Burrowhead?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's what it's called, isn't it?" Like I, I thought yeah. that's that I thought that's what it was called. Um, so and clearly that was definitely put up in the locker. Especially that's, that's and talked about. And then we saw it, especially with a guy like Travis Kelsey. You know he's going to say something about that. Oh, that was hysterical. Uh, even if he like, even if that didn't happen, he would have been saying something. Yeah, um, the mayor. Uh, that was the big one he talked about after the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the mayor. <laughs> no, yo, roll and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Yeah, uh, <laughs> little, a little. Their pod, the New Heights podcast came. I can't wait to I listen know. to. That. I saw uh, a clip from it. It <laughs> he's is, still it called is him, he's still called him a jabroni so it uh it'll be awesome to yeah. listen to uh, for those that didn't understand that one in the game the uh, cincinnati mayor uh posted on twitter a video of him issuing um a paternity test uh, uh for joe burrow patrick uh, Mahomes, to tr prove that joe burrow is Mahomes' uh, father see i saw that the mayor tweeted something like i saw that making its rounds and i didn't want to watch it because i just knew it would be cringy and then afterwards, when there was making reference to, I watched it. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What a bad look for that guy. Uh, and, you know, it's also a classic case of this a team that hasn't won anything that is 
already like crowning themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they made the Super Bowl last year, but they didn't win it. Uh, yes, they are three and zero against the Chiefs. They were three and zero prior to this game, and yes, they beat them in uh, the regular season clash. They have to beat them again. In the, you knew yeah. you you knew these two teams were going to play each other again. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. It's about that game, and the fact that you were already sort of crowning yourselves. You're already talking. As, how many times have we seen something like that happen in yep. sports? It always comes when back. When does it go well? When has it ever gone well? I can't. Well? I, like I can't. I, I could give you more examples of when it doesn't go well than I could give you examples of, yeah. oh, it worked out in the It's end. like Chen overrated a high school basketball game. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, Tyler Hero, high school, he's getting those chances. See yeah. what he did. That's how every high school highlight tape starts. Yeah, ever. so it's um, – uh, Not a great look for the Bengals. Not a great look. Did not and now there's uh, – You know, I, I think the uh, Bengals are going to be fine. They still have a core. And like Joe Burrow said, with him, the window's always open. But, you know – you can't deny that this is a wasted opportunity. They had momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, they were twelve and four. They had a great year, but in the end, it's there. When you look at the banners that they hang, it's only going to be uh, AFC North division champs. It's not going to be AFC champs nope. again. It's not going to be Super Bowl champs. So it does sting. Um, th- they need to get healthy, and you know, I still think. <laughs> They need to keep putting resources into that offensive line yeah. because even when they were healthy, we saw the struggles they had. And then, the, you know, they got it shored up for a bit there in the stretch, but it would always rear its ugly head. Um, and I just think they need – what are your thoughts on Zach Taylor as a head coach? I've grown to tr- like him a bit more than I was going into this season, but I still think – I don't know. Uh, there, there's some question. He does. I, I feel like he has some questionable schemes sometimes. No. Questionable yeah, no. game plans. There's, but there's definitely issues with him. But at this I, point, I, who, is, he's taking the team to Super Bowl. Yeah, back to back AFC championships. He has back-to-back jobs. AFC he has job North. security. He has absolute job security. Unless things start going wrong in the locker room, there's no way you get rid of him. Because yeah. from what I see, yeah, that that's a, that's that a team's big, close, and I think that comes from your head coach. And I think he is a great. That's does a, a great job at bringing that team together, which is a huge thing in the NFL. Is yeah. that you know you see it with the Eagles? The Eagles are really close this season, um, on and off the field. You kind of see him talk. Yeah, about well, it. I mean, you saw. I don't know if you saw, but there was that clip of B.J. Hill with uh, Osai, the rookie who yep. had the yep. uh, roughing. Uh, what is a unnecessary yeah. roughness call? Bad look. Who was uh, yelling was, at him? Yeah. at the some one of the Bengals yeah. players yeah. was yelling but at him. But B.J. Hill, you know, Osai. Uh, to his credit, I think it showed a lot of his character. He obviously was in a lot of uh, distraught right there. He was crying, uh, but he stood there. He answered his questions. He wasn't short. Like he showed a tremendous amount of. Uh, he said, his, "I can't do that." A lot yeah, when a he, lot he of took, people. He, he showed a tremendous amount of uh, responsibility, and I, I respect him a ton after standing there. And then. B.J. Hill, the his teammate there, who was patting him on the back and standing there and standing up for him, uh, that's something really important. Like locker room uh, culture and the cohesion of a locker room, that's really important to have. And yeah, this team seems close. Um, this definitely will sting. But I, I mean, again, the Bengals have great quarterback, great running back, arguably the best wide receiving core. Um, you go on defense. They have a loaded defense. They'll be back. No, it, they're going to have to use this as motivation. Uh, this but is going to be a to, rivalry for. They're going to have to make sure. Uh, don't don't talk before the game. And uh, if you, as we always say, f around to find out. Yep. They found out. Yep. So, um, we'll see. But yeah. I mean, that also doesn't take away Kansas City. I mean, of course, they're also just as deserving to make it. Yeah. Um. Continuing that game, another – this one has been under huge wraps for the NFL's rigged um, issues. And there were there were some questionable calls. Um, I don't think many of them – obviously, the one out of bounds, that impacted the game majorly. Um, but I think that one was clearly the right call. I don't know yeah. why people are upset about yeah. that one. People are saying, what's he supposed to do? Let him get an extra couple yards out That's been called almost every single time that happens to he a quarterback. He is so out of bounds. There's absolutely – 
even if he is trying to get a couple extra yards there, what's shoving him going to do? Like, just he's not getting past you. Like, mm-hmm. if he tries to run into yeah. you, absolutely great. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, there's there were, you know, the the officiating. But the officiating, officiating has been in question all year, and I feel like it always yeah. is every single year. Um, but I think I think Joe Burrow having that crucial interception late in the game yep. and them not being able to go on a drive as way bigger of a deal than these I mean, penalties. They, had the, they the, shot them in their foot more than the refs, quote-unquote, screwing them over. They had the ball with about 40 seconds to go with a cha- and a tie with game with Joe a chance Bur- to yeah, take the lead. Jo- Joe, yeah. and, I mean, say what you want about what happened. The Bengals were not screwed out of anything. No. They had the opportunity to win that game. They didn't do it. The one call you gave that, the ball back to Patrick Mahomes to win the game, and guess what? Patrick Mahomes has been known to do so far in his young career: win games. Win the game. One call that does need to be looked at, just like they need to figure out like the uh, review and the angles that they have in the Eagles game. Was that unplayed down that they let them? I've never once seen it, and it's super weird. And I'm I know that they're gonna make sure it doesn't happen again. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. I don't know if you saw it. Was it was a third down? Uh, for the Chiefs, um, they let the play. There was a ref that came in from the far right side. He came running in with his hands waved. The play started, um, and then he stopped and let it play out, and it ended up an incomplete pass, I believe, for the Chiefs. would have been fourth down. Then they came in and said, hey, somebody blew the whistle to stop the play. For whatever reason, they let the play continue to play. People are saying if they would have gotten the first down, would they have just let the play stand? Like, I don't – it was super weird to that see him sounds, try to stop the play, weird. let him I didn't, finish I, I, the play. I didn't see that. They they stopped the play. He, he, I mean, there's a video of him. He waves his arms, comes running in. The ball is snapped. The ref has like this, oh, shoot moment, backs up and just lets the play. Yeah, that, that definitely – I could see why something like that would cause ire. But, again, like – But I here's think, the thing. I think here's that's just people putting <laughs> – they're upset about a game and putting that as what, what, sole so reason why. What un, what ended up happening was then to make it worse, the Chiefs got the extra down. Another yeah. incomplete pass. They call the pass interference. Clear as day, pass interference. Not arguing that one at all. People are, you can't. The you, fact they're that just, it, they're upset. Are they that arguing that it's play. happened, or are they arguing that oh that should have never been in the realm of happening? Both. It's okay. a bad look. People okay. are saying like oh well, clear then, pass interference is clear pass interference yeah, yeah i think it was like a hold in it was it was super okay. clear um and was it pass interference or was it like that illegal touching or whatever it was it was or I, illegal contact it was um out of his break i want to say it was scanling out of his break they just had him wrapped up okay, and wouldn't yeah, let him come out of his break textbook um but it was just a bad look that it came after they got to redo their down yeah then they get an, uh, another call however here's my take on it the chiefs punted that drive nothing came out of that drive yeah they got the first. Oh, well, didn't then, yeah. get another first. Punted. Yeah. So like people are throwing like, yeah, okay, that's a little sketchy. You can say what you want. Yeah, worst rigged. Whatever. The worst. The worst outcome of that is the clock was taken off the board, which only hurt the Chiefs yeah. in that final drive yep. because the Bengals had plenty of time to drive down the field at the end. It was the Chiefs then who were struggling at t- with time towards the end. Yeah. Um, and if they didn't get that fifteen yards, would have been kicking a long fifty yarder yeah. to try yeah. to win the game. Um. But, I mean, who knows? I don't think that the refs determine the outcome of that game. Were there questionable calls? Yes. The other thing that I cannot stand is when people complain about holding and not getting holding calls. You, I want, mean, you, want, refs to, you want refs to call holding, they would go for it. it will, there will be happen. holding on every yep. single yep. play. You yep. hear offensive linemen talk about it. They know that they're holding. Yeah. But if you don't allow it, it's a sack every play. Yep. It's just there's The rules are written for the, de- the defender coming in. Yeah. No, no, 100%. It's, Agree with you. Let it happen. The obvious ones that impact the play, things like that. Yeah, well, there's um, a one where the guy is where the defender's turn and the guy's holding yes. him in like that chokehold position. Of course, you're gonna call yes. that. The times they grab and they hold, but the times that needs to get called is when the defender gets out of that and gets away, and yeah. then they don't let go. Yeah, those are the ones that they call. Um, there was one on that Patrick Mahomes run where it, it was Sam Hubbard. They had him grabbed by a shoulder pad yeah, or whatever. I saw. Yeah. Um, not a hold. You want that called as a holding? I'm sorry. There's going to be a holding well, that, every single play. Didn't they also like call like there was one that should have been like a block in the back on that run or something too? I, I don't. I don't. It, I just think it's ironic that the Bengals are complaining about that when they got a clear 
got away with a clear block in the back yeah. in the against the Ravens game yeah. on that yeah. on yeah, that yeah, Sandhover yeah, yeah. touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just how it works out. You want them to call ticky tack stuff like that? Sure, that's the NFL. It's going to be on call yeah, on no, every single yeah, play. Yeah. No, I've always said I, mean, I know we've talked about this and I've talked about this with other people. You realistically could make the argument holding occurs every single play and the game would never finish at that point yeah um so a little a little fun segment now that we'll talk about both championship games here they don't give game mvps for whatever reason i don't yeah. know i don't know why yeah that's um, it's, every other sport yeah, does mlb does there's a mvp of the conference finals did of it basketball. basketball yeah basketball just initiated that yes. right um, yeah curry won it last year college football the playoffs is an offense and defense player yep. of the game so we're going to do our takes on it, on who would have been the players of the game, okay. offensive and my, defensive. I, I feel like my answers are pretty easy. For the NFC one, it's Hassan Reddick. I think he yes, gets the that's ball. The, that's the defensive uh, player of I the game. Who would be the offensive player of the game? Uh, that one's tough, but I'm going to go with Lane Johnson uh, on his torn abductor. Uh, clearly has been in pain, you know it. Has not allowed a sack this entire postseason and did not allow one against that fearsome defensive line of San Francisco 49ers. I know offensive linemen don't really get recognized, but Lane Johnson has been the best right tackle of his generation his entire career. He's extremely underrated. He doesn't have the accolades that he should have because he is on the right side. But he is the Eagles' most important player. If you, He's everything to that offense so he deserves it and he's one of my favorite eagles of all time yeah um in the words of travis kelsey ooh, hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it was what i was going for on that lane johnson pick but yeah looking at the offensive stats for the winning team i mean christian mccaffrey had himself a day but he was on the losing team they never yeah. get it realistically it probably doesn't go to lane johnson if there's a yeah i know it would probably go to miles sanders because he has the two touchdowns yeah but in my would, mind it's following this team and knowing what lane's been going through and everything it he it's it's his yeah no i agree with that there's no standouts um really yards i mean the eagles there just there wasn't much yeah um there so we will move on to the other game and that's kansas city and cincinnati and i think again this This one's also defensively is easy it's chris jones he was all over the four total tackles three solo two sacks and and three tackles for loss. That's he, like I said, was a game wrecker. He could have gotten to Burrow many times over. He was a beast against the run, clogging up lanes and everything. He truly is. It's like Aaron Donald's your number one defensive tackle, and then it's like Chris Jones, like a name value there. He's just so uh, dominant. I think. I think CBS had this, and I could be wrong, but I think those were his first two sacks in the playoffs, period, like his entire career. And it was one heck of a game to do. And, and his, the second one came in the biggest moment, yes. sacking Joe Burrow on that uh, third yes. down there, um, giving Patrick Mahomes a chance, and that's all you have yep. to do. And I believe, I mean, the offensive one I don't think is much harder. Patrick Mahomes, 326 yards, two touchdowns, oh, yeah, no. zero picks. And um, he sealed the game with it. With that incredible scramble. on one leg, I yeah, mean, he, that, we know, saw it. You he, could, he was, he know that was hurting him. You just saw the way in his body language. You just look at his face. You know, like the adrenaline was pumping, but that was hurting. So no, I think uh, again, he had a phenomenal <laughs> performance. Another textbook Patrick Mahomes performance, uh, and that's really indicative of how the Chiefs are. They have superstars on both sides of the ball, and. They are going to be a problem, and, yeah. but they are great. They are – it's a great team, uh, and their superstars got them the win when they needed it the most. Um, but credit to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, six receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown, including a big 29-yard pass, 29-yard uh, reception. Uh, then Kelsey, of course, seven for 78 uh, and one touchdown. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out on the other side of the ball, too. I've been a huge fan of his for the past two seasons now. I'm on the side that he is this team's best receiver, and that's T. Higgins. I truly believe that T. Higgins is the best receiver on the Bengals. He's so consistent. Like He's I, so consistent. I don't know how you guard him. Um, you saw his touchdown grab over two defenders, like very Megatron-like if I m- might go there. Um, 
Obviously, he's nowhere close to the level. Uh, but I, I, I know what you mean. That I type of catch mean. was like a whole, like, what are you supposed to do there other than, you know, a PI, like mm-hmm. just drag him down? Because that was an insane throw, an insane catch. He is just so, he is so smooth in his route running. And you showed, uh, like, his you, hands. You knew when he was at Clemson he was going to be a good wide receiver, but he's been better than advertised yes. in the NFL. Like, if he was on. You can make the case he would be a number one wide receiver on majority of NFL teams, yeah. except for you know Minnesota, Philly. He's a top ten receiver. He's a top ten yeah, receiver. Yeah, no, he, he would. I, I mean, he's really the, good. The argument can be made, and I understand it. Is the defensive focus on Jamar Chase? Yeah, um, but I mean, it, I mean, he had it a, probably is, yeah. but that doesn't take away from the fact that he's still able to do what he does. Um, I mean, that duo is. That's insane. It's probably the most underrated wide receiver duo in the NFL. And it does it does get a lot of hype and it does get a lot of credit, but I think it speaks to how good they are that I'm willing to say well, that even, they still so, don't get enough. So even though, uh, again, you can make the argument of the coverage against T. Uh, Jamar Chase and him, T. Higgins was in the le- has been in the league a year longer than Jamar Chase. And in his rookie year, he had 67 67- – receptions for 908 yards and six touchdowns as a rookie that's really impressive too and it shows that who's that t higgins or Jamar yeah, t-, t higgins his first year in the league with that that's same year joe burrow was rookie but joe burrow went down that year um he said so he's had uh i mean it compared to mark chase's rookie season true true was. but i'm just saying uh, again without joe burrow throwing the football most of that year he he is a number one wide receiver. He is. He is. It's they they have one A, one B. And then Tyler Boyd would be a wide receiver too on most teams. Yeah. Um Hayden Hurst is a star tight end. Joe yeah. Mixon, great running back. The yeah. offense Samon J. P. Ryan's a decent backup yeah. for uh, their running back too. Um my thing with the Bengals is, you know, I was a T. Higgins fantasy owner. It's kinda of why I'm high on him. You know, my heart's my heart's hey, close that's, to uh, him. Pretty good one. My thing what I saw with the Bengals is when he would have a low production week the Bengals offense would have a low production week for whatever reason. Um, and I'm not even talking like we're I'm talking targets when they, for whatever, don't throw to T Higgins when T Higgins doesn't get involved in the offense. They were just not the same Bengals team. Um, and it would, it would frustrate me obviously probably not as much as it would frustrate the Bengals. Yeah. Um, that goes without saying, but no, I, I mean, T Higgins, he's that guy. I don't think he gets the credit uh, that he deserves. He's starting to get it. He's starting to, yeah. um, but I mean, he had a touchdown catch in the Super Bowl last year. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe he he was the one that caught it from uh, Joe Mixon throwing it. Yeah, I yeah, think Joe you're Mixon right. threw I think it. You're right on um, great receiver. Um, not a terrible terrible week for the NFL. Um, a bad look for the NFL officiating wise. A lot of people are not happy, but I mean, but it that's was always happened. That always happens. People are always going to have an issue with officiating. Yeah, I think we get a good Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know. I, I I I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen in uh, a week and a half. It's I'm just hoping for a good game. Um, I'll probably be rooting for Mahomes just because I want to see just how much he can do in his career. Um. But I mean, officials. I mean, we'll end on this. We have a couple minutes. Officials were just brutal this weekend. Um, we we kind of said we'd get back to it. The Lakers Celtics that LeBron foul. I am not – I am – I shouldn't say I'm not um, big on LeBron. I hate LeBron. <laughs> I'll just say. I, That's crazy, bro. I that hate LeBron. Insane. I will say, um, I believe – what? So, do you it? hate him for the same reason I don't like Brady or is it the same re- reason you proclaim I, I don't like Brady? I respect his game. I respect LeBron's okay. game. I more don't like how he handles himself. I don't like how he plays, and I don't like how he handles himself off the court. Okay. Um, I don't agree with a lot of things that he does off the court. I think he's, I mean, it's almost been proven that he's a super fake person, lies a lot. Um, Little liar. As yeah. Um, <laughs> he just knew Kobe was going to score seventy that night, and he just had a feeling. You See, know, that's just funny to me. That that whole like meme but now is just. Funny I know, to but me. the the worst part is he didn't say it to be funny. He seriously thought that people would buy it. For whatever reason. I mean, um, I also love the <laughs> – he's always reading a book, and he's like the first 20 or so pages. Oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> the people just compiled all of them. That's just funny to me. It's it's just 
why does he have to act like something that he's not? That's my thing with him. I have I forget what game it was um, when he put up. Uh, it was the Clippers game when he went absolutely off. Um, I think he was almost scored 50. Maybe he did score 50. I forget what it was. I had that one on the background when I was laying in bed and I was like kind of watching. That's where I was like, wow. Like I, I kind of shifted now towards the, you know, he's getting, I've accepted the fact he's going to break the record. Um, so I'm ready to celebrate it. I was not ready a year See, ago. Okay. Before we continue on that, isn't it a bit weird that like, like last year when Curry was going to break the three point record, I feel like that had way more coverage than what LeBron's about to do now. Like thinking about that, like they no, were he's still two games away. He's still two ah, or three games away. Well, I mean, I remember uh, last year he broke it against the Knicks, but the game before that he was facing the Sixers, and that was a prime time. And I believe that was a yeah, Friday. He was supposed to get it on that one. He was supposed to get it on that one. Like, so they pushed it back. I just feel like now he's still – I think he's now a, like just over 100 or just he's under – 89 a, points away. Okay. So uh, now I feel like we're going to start – it's going to – yeah get picked um, up soon but i just feel like because if he puts up another 40 point performance it's all right at any game he could do it. it's just weird i feel like it hasn't been given the like this is like the three-point record that's incredible to happen he's that might be an unbreakable record right when it's all said and done depending on how long curry plays that truly might become an unbreakable one but the record lebron's about to have is the one i feel like you would want the most the most points scored in a in the entirety of the game of basketball i feel like i don't know to me that means more and i feel like it just hasn't been getting the quote-unquote reverence yeah. it should be uh so i don't know that's just i just feel like i haven't seen because i remember seeing that curry thing like it's been i get it that again that's another awesome record and whatnot but i don't know it's just, to me that's a bit weird yeah um Back to that foul call, though. They need to yes. get that right. That's, like, they have to get that that's, right. That's, Whether you don't call it on the that's floor, crazy. you don't – whatever, you have to You have to get that right. You have to be able – whatever reason now, they don't review things under a minute to go like they I used to. I don't know why. Um, you have to be able to challenge. You have to save your challenge. You know, you know I, for whatever reason, maybe give them an extra challenge so that you can have an extra one late in that mm -hmm. in a situation give like that. Give them two instead of – or do what the NFL does. You're allowed to have two, but if you challenge once and you don't get it, Yep, you, you lose it. Yeah. Um, whatever. They have to be able to get that call right. It's because that clear is, as day. You that was see the angle. Look. Like, it's one thing if you, they, for whatever reason, wouldn't have the angle. Or you can't quite see because of the angle. That one was clear as day on the wrist. And f especially, I mean, you understand it as a player it's because of – they need wins like this. They as awesome of what LeBron's doing. The team is still struggling. They aren't in the playoffs. They aren't even in the plane right now. They need as much wins as they get. And the fact that they had a chance to beat the number one team in the NBA at this point, at in their home and against their big Celtics Lakers. That's one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports. Yeah, I would be I would be pretty visibly upset too because of how many close games the Lakers have lost this year. Uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's just uh, I I still can't believe that that wasn't called. Yeah. Even th uh, this time after this has happened, I just, I remember watching that a lot. I'm, I was watching it uh, at home, was chilling, I was watching basketball all day. I was watching. It, I'm like, wow, because I wanted the Lakers to win one because I don't like Boston, and two it would have benefited the Sixers. They would have believe they would have been tied for the first year. They would have been a game back or whatever. The fact that they just didn't get it, it's uh. I don't know how, as an official, yeah. you missed that. Here's what LeBron had to say after the game. Um, it's, it's challenging. Very challenging. Um, I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. I'm, I'm attacking the, the paint um, just as much as any of the other guys in this league that's shooting double-digit free throws a night. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, my takeaways from – there's three things. I understand that call needs to be made. One, um, I'm tired of the Lakers saying, you know, we would, there's five games that we've been, you know, screwed out of that we should have. Boo-hoo. Every team Lakers. gets screwed. You're yeah. the Lakers. Whatever. You'll be fine. Um, there's also probably been at least five games that you've won because of officiating. Um, so, I don't, I don't like that. Two, LeBron 
cannot throw a temper tantrum like that on the side. It's just a bad look. That's a really bad look. The way that it's, there's one thing, like if he like here's here's the here's whole thing was a bit. It, it definitely was a bad look, but I feel like his initial reaction would have been an, like, yes. I understand yes. that. He the didn't whole need thing to that was getting on his knees, slapping the floor. I, all I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think that was a good look, but the initial reaction. Yes. To yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get teed up. Um, yeah, that's my thing. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get teed up. Anyway, my, I'm a Jordan guy. I, I like Jordan. I like Jordan. I too. like Kobe too. I think LeBron's I like better Kobe than Kobe. Too. I like, here's where things would be a little bit different. I think this is also where LeBron sees a lot of backlash. Jordan and Kobe, they would have made their argument. They would have said, why did I not get the foul? That initial reaction probably would have been the same. They would have been like, you know what? Let's go win the game in overtime. They, they definitely would have would have had a it would have been, reaction. It would have been, I'm going to use this. The Lakers came out in overtime and looked like, well, we sh- we deserve to win the game. Like, we're not – this doesn't even matter because we should be playing They didn't really it. show up in no. overtime. And, like, say what you want. Yeah, you should have won the game. But then just go win in overtime. Like, I don't. It's just I. I don't fully agree with everything that happened after it. Yeah, they if, did not the the league needs to fix something though on how to get those calls late, right in the game they because it, it's been an issue for multiple teams this season where no foul calls, fans are afraid or refs are afraid to you know determine a game by blowing their whistle, but they're determining them by not blowing their whistle. Um, so it, I mean, it's been it's been a struggle, but um, I mean, do you have anything else that you want to add with that? now but uh i can't wait till we do this again and we can talk about lebron breaking the record because that's that's history yeah nba um, history and just history in sports yeah um i mean we are gonna have a lot to talk about coming up with the uh, talking about the super bowl we're gonna get on that lebron's record should be fun Um, it's gonna be an exciting couple of weeks here yeah you know exciting and stressful for me (laughs) yeah um it'll be a good one hopefully it's exciting for me um but you know that's that's how this podcast is gonna go and you know i think it's been a fun episode one um this is really fun yeah and from the u92 podcast studio this has been the tnt podcast thanks for listening so every day i spend my time drinking wine feeling fine waiting here to find the sign that i should take it slow 